0: This is on the radar, me host radar, and as in the past, I've quoted long-winded one hour to an hour and a half American League and National League. So I decided to make separate podcasts. And with Major League Baseball starting pre, uh, you know, spring training, they announced 28 players, no limit on how many pitchers for the next month or so. So guys who I talk about that don't break with the team or guys who get cut from the spring training team and they see them later on because they go to the minor leagues and things change. That's how it is. If you're going to start with 28 players to start the year for a month or so, and then you're going to use some of these guys later, it'll be different guys to talk about. So again, you can check out MLB.com and Trade Rumors for all the stuff happening, but you can go to ontheradarmedia.com or on the Radar Entertainment Blog or Blogger Red right? 4'4 to see my baseball preview. Remember to check out YouTube for all the hot stove recaps during the offseason. And when the season finally starts, we'll get observations based on box scores and all the games and watching every single game. Where you'll get all the observations and stuff. And as always, you get this podcast anywhere. You know, you get your podcast. Just look for Rate On the Radar, like the name of the YouTube channel. So the American League West. So if you're looking for the American League Central, the East, and the National League, those are different podcasts. You can look for those. I'm talking about the East, the, the West here. So the Astros. Yeah, they cheated. Yeah, they you know, everybody affiliated Cora, Beltron, Hinch, Loonhow. they're all gone. But Hinch got another job. The Tigers, Cora's back. Beltron is still a future Hall of Famer. Loonhow, though, no job. They decided to see Baker the last few years to smooth things over. And guess what? The Astros haven't missed the beat. They've still been the division winner. They've still been the the team that either gets to the American League Championship series or and lose, let's say, the Rays who went to the World Series, or they go to the American League, they go to the World Series, and they lose to the Dodgers and they lose to the the Braves, you know, things like that. That's fine. You know, they 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 can lose to the Dodgers, they can lose to the Braves, they can lose to the National, they can lose to either the Red Sox, or the Rays, in the Championship game. It doesn't matter. They still got a great team. And like the American Leagues and the Central, it's going to be about pitching and a game with position players, because we all know Altuve, Alex Bregman, Yuli Gurriel. And DH, on Alvarez, outfielders Kyle Tucker, and Michael Brantley. No matter how they suit him up, Brantley, Altuve, the 1-2, which I don't really like, or them playing Alvarez some days in left field, Tucker in center, and Brantley in right, because, you know, interleague in the games or in the World Series, we don't got to worry about now the universal DH, because Brantley's never been a right fielder, and Tucker's more of a corner guy, that their lineup is solid. The issue is, last year, Springer left. And we've been over this many times in YouTube videos, written previews, and podcasts. George Springer never stays healthy, injury-prone corner guy. They moved to center field because they had no center fielder. So Springer's gone, and so they really have a center fielder. So for them, they like Jake Myers. They like Chaz McCormick, who some people think he's better suited for corner. And Jose Siri, who's very exciting. He likes to steal bases, take the extra base, all the other stuff. He's a little bit undisciplined, but still. Like the issue with some teams, like Detroit and with Cleveland, they got too many center fielders, which means they don't have one. They even brought in Lewis Princeton on a miley deal, who we all agree is one of the biggest busts in baseball history. So I was thinking maybe that guy can make the team as a fourth outfielder, fifth outfielder, seventh place. But if they got three center fielders, one's going to start, and then the other two are backups. You don't really need them because Alvarez is technically a backup. Infield-wise, this year they lost Carlos Correa, and I'm like, well, that's not good. So a Diaz, who was a one-time All-Star St. Louis, Toronto here, he's got a good bat. He's supposed to be a good offensive player, but the question is he never stays healthy. So because he never stays healthy, you never really have a solid utility guy, and you can't rely on him to be a starting shortstop. So Bregman's played some shortstop because of that. And Marlon Gonzalez in the past has played some shortstop. So this is the thing. And they wanna got Nico Goodrum, who proven that he could play an adequate center field and corner outfield, good enough defense. All over the infield, and he's got a good bat. So between him and Diaz, that's an okay, you know, combination of shortstop, but it's not really that's going to place Correa. And a lot of people are saying that this young player named Jeremy Pena, he's getting the job. Okay, cool. It doesn't matter if it's a rookie. Jeremy Pena is inexperienced. Diaz, who has been unhealthy as a former All-Star, and Goodrum was a good supertility guy. It's not going to really help them out in the, long, in the, in the short term with Correa. But the rest of the lineup is really good, and that's going to help them. And keeping Castro and Maldonado, form a good defense, offense, veteran, older catcher, platoon, that's good. Pitching. Anaheim, Texas, Seattle, and la- and lastly, the Oakland Athletics are not trying. Pitching. Very thin. They don't have a solid one through five. So the Astros all – and so, again, they also added Franklin Barreto, the utility guy, and, man, a mildly deal. So, again – utility guy. In minor league signings, they only saw Adam Morgan, who used to be a quality reliever with the Philly. So let's go to organizational depth. What it really is the Astros because Justin Verlander missed last year, Tommy John, they brought him back. Lance McCullers, Tommy John, all these injuries, he's never been the most healthiest guy. So those two guys have been the most healthy. They've said goodbye to Peacock, and they've said goodbye to Colin McHugh, and they've said goodbye to Keichel. So they've had a lot of openings in this rotation. So in this rotation, the likes of Christian Javier, Luis Garcia, Jose Your Urquidy, your your Kitty, how do you pronounce the name, and Framber Valdez. You just look at those guys, Valdez, Urquidy, Garcia, and Christian Javier. They have started games for them, not just in the regular season or the regular postseason, but they have started for them in World Series games. Okay? With that experience, the past couple of seasons with the departures of players, now Gricky's officially gone and the injuries to Verlander and McCullers. They got the experience now, and they can they can fill in the rotation spots that are in between. If McCullers is healthy, he's your ace. is a back-end guy, and Verlander's a middle-rotation guy. You can piece in Valdez or Kitty Garcia or Christian Javier, whatever you'd need when everybody's healthy. When they're not healthy, you start all of those guys with Odorizzi, and that's not a bad rotation. If you're going four young guys, that's the thing. So there's that rotation, as I mentioned... If you have McCullers, Ode, Rizzi, Verlander, and those four young guys, that's seven deep. I don't know if any other team in that division has that. And their bullpen, so is Ryan Presley, their former setup man who became the closer. Ryan Stanek and Pedro Bias haven't been the most healthy, but them acquiring Phil Maton and Rafael Montero and Hector Neres last year and this year in terms of deadline moves and this year's move, Neres... He's been the most reliable Phillies pitcher in a bad bullpen. Phil Maton was a good pickup. He was good for them second half. Rafael Montero, after giving up relief pitching, I mean, started pitching when he's with Texas and then Seattle. Now here, he's been better as a reliever. That That's really good. Montero, Maton, Baez, Hector Harrison, Stanek, and Presley. That's better bullpen than most of the team in this division. And I mentioned Adam Morgan on minor league deal. That is, and, and he's a lefty, so that helps him out there. So, based on the fact that their rotation goes seven deep, their bullpen's gotten better after taking a hit, and, and if the rookie is on fire or any of the guys they have in the thing fill in a shortstop, and between the three center fielders, that's fine. If center field and shortstop are a little bit shaky, but everything else is good, That's how the Astros and Dusty Baker, again, will get this team to the next round. The next three teams, Seattle, Texas, and Anaheim, they all made moves. Everybody's thinking the Angels will make the playoffs, or the Rangers, or the Mariners. I feel like they're all fighting for second place, but with the American League having four good teams and potentially the Central having maybe two teams, I don't know if these teams will make the wild card. But I feel that the Texas Rangers are way better than the other teams because of the impact moves they made, I they can feel the better rotation even if it's past past success or young pitchers and stuff that they have the better thing. Because when you already have a Doles Garcia who like the Tigers Akil Badu and the Orioles, Rwand, Castle and the Rays, Pair of Ronnie Rosarena, Randy Ozarena and Wanda Franco, they had a, he had a good rookie season Akil Badu. You know, Nick Solak, who one season is a second baseman, another season he's an outfielder. Nate Lau becoming their first baseman because Guzman can never stay healthy and never giving Joey Gallo the opportunity. They got some... Those are good pieces. Solak uh, and uh, Doles Garcia, who should be in center field this year based on who they picked up, and Nate Lau at first base, they got, the, the cor- they got good pieces there. Those are good pieces to have. Now, they went out and got Cole Calhoun, so he's probably going to get all the bats in right field because that's the position he's ever known. That's a good, low-cost move. Willie Calhoun, if he's healthy... They're going to try to DH this guy because they want, like, his bat more than anything else. And I don't blame them. That's probably the best spot for him. And Nick Solak and Eli White playing left field, not a bad idea because when you go out and spend all this money on Corey Seager to play shortstop and Marcus Sabian to play second base, and you add utility players like Brad Miller and Charlie Culberson you bring back, and you signed a few other guys to minor league deal, you know, and Matt Carpenter who could potentially fill in at some point this season at third base, first base, or DH. I don't know if they're going to play Nick Solak at third base, but if I were them, I would give him the first opportunity because he got the best bat. No offense to Andy Ibanez. He's a utility guy. Culberson and Miller, utility guy. We're going on potential here. So Simeon had proven that He can improve his defense enough at shortstop to become a gold glove caliber second baseman, have great offensive numbers along with Corey Seager. So if this lineup is Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, Nate Lau, Adoles Garcia, and Cole Calhoun, and the fact that they added Mitch Garver who can hit 20 to 30 home runs out of the catcher spot, that's great. And you put Nick Solak, Eli White at the top of the lineup, maybe, or you put maybe Brad Miller top of the lineup cuz I don't want to see Seager and Simeon 1 and 2. Maybe Simeon 2, but you got Simeon and Seager to pair with Garcia, Lau, Solak and and then you added Mitch Garver and Kalka, cuz you want a good balance lineup. A balance lineup isn't the best hitter being all power guys at the top, okay? Now they got they think about it, Isaiah Kafaleffa and Rugiano Dorlat last year and this year, so that's why it's a whole new infield they're trying to win. They realized. I think the rotation is the best because even though Jonathan Gray never really lived to his ace potential, they signed him to a long-term deal. They got Dane Dunning from us. They got Kobe Allard. So those are two young guys in their rotation. And they went out and also got themselves. Martin Perez came back to them to be inning scared Richards, who I'm seeing in some spring training game games is relieving. But you know, and then they signed Matt Moore to a minor league deal. They signed relievers Nick Trapino, Greg Holland, Dan Winkler, and Brandon Workman. So they've done a lot to this rotation. You can imagine if Workman, Greg Holland, Dan Winkler, Nick Trap- Nick Trapino, and whatever Jose LeCarrick is when he's healthy enough to be in this bullpen with Matt Bush, who's battled from injuries and stuff like that, then it's like, wow, if Barlow, Sprows, Martin, Taylor Hearn, Spencer Patton, Dennis Santana, Albert Abreu, these guys that most people never heard of, along with the veteran signings of Winker, Workman, Trapino, and Greg Holland. And if you have Richards or Matt Moore pitching out of the bullpen, and you decide that, you know what, that's a really good bullpen. They really beefed it up, and the rotation is better, because I have no problem saying, okay, Jonathan Gray, Dane Dunning, or Kobe Allard in the middle, and you throw in the likes of Matt Moore, Garrett Richards, or Martin Perez in the back of the rotation. And they also like what they have from Taylor Hunter, Spencer Howard or John King. But yeah, Gray, Perez, Dane Dunning, Kobe Allard, and potentially Garrett Richards as the fifth guy or one of the young guys. That's not bad. So the Rangers really showed that offensively adding these pieces and even signing guys on minor league deals turn out to be a good deal because they got... Four veteran relievers and a veteran starting pitcher on a minor league deal. And they got Matt Carpenter, who probably has the most career into third base, kind of pair to anybody here. And Jake Marisnik, even though Eli White and Solak got the outfield covered, that dude can go get him in the outfield. He can play great center field. That he can be a defensive replacement for any one of these guys in the outfield, especially even if you start Willie Calhoun in the outfield. That this team is on a way better path to not being a last place team, which they've been mostly the past couple of years, based on the moves they made. Now, Jonathan Gray, Garrett Richards, Matt Moore, and Martin Perez are not number ones, and none of the young guys are number ones, but still, it's enough quality like 2, 3, four, and 5 and the veterans that can add to the bullpen that will make them the team. The Mariners, I feel like despite last year where they finished really close to making the playoffs and winning 90 games and just improving every year, yeah, their pitching staff is what's going to hold them back. It really is. They went and signed... Robbie Ray, who won the Cy Young last year, who I wasn't, like, sold on him being the Cy Young award winner, even though he led the league in, like, certain things. Like, oh, my God, he led the league in strikeouts and ERA. Oh, my God, he's so great. Because Marco Gonzalez, St. Louis gave up on him because they didn't think he could be a good enough starter. But he's been the most consistent pitcher in Seattle. So those two guys are fine as the top of the rotation. And just Sheffield is a walking injury. He can't stay healthy. They say goodbye to Justin Dunn. That's another young guy they got from the ink, they got from, tra- th- from trades they made previously, and they sent him to Cincinnati. So that's the issue: is that their top three pitcher, I don't really like. Make that, oh yeah, Justin Dunking from the Mets. But what I'm getting at is that Justin Sheffield can't stay healthy. Robbie Ray had this great one season when in Arizona, for the most part, before he went to Toronto, he was just a middle mid rotation guy. And we all know that Mark Gonzalez is a little bit overrated as an eighth. Now, they got Mr. Oh, I got uh, They got themselves Eric Swanson and they got Paul Seawald and Chris Flexen. I remember Chris Flexen and Paul Seawald just being horrible pitchers with the Mets. And I'm just like, I would never rely on Chris Flexen or Paul Seawald to pitch major innings for me if I'm if I'm a Mariners fan. Never heard of Logan Gilbert. I, I don't know. you And relying on Justice Sheffield's health, not that great. Bullpen-wide, Theo Castillo can throw it, like, 100. He's got great pitches. He throws his, like, curveball, wiffle ball. That's great. Drew Schickenrider had some success as a setup man before. Casey Sadler has had success recently with Seattle. But looking at it like this is like, I don't know. You're relying on Ken Giles, who hasn't pitched in a couple of years, to be your closer. Now, if he pitches at all at any point this season, that pushes Streckenreiter and, and Diego Castillo to the 7th and 8th inning. And you add Sergio Romo. He's getting up there to be that wise veteran reliever. So Romo, along with Streckenreiter and, and Baez, if they're their 6th, 7th, and 8th inning guys and Ken Giles are closer, maybe having a four man, a four-man, four, a top-tier bullpen of four guys can solve the fact that you don't have a great rotation. I don't know. But again, like the Rangers... And the Astros, they got this lineup. So Mitch Haniger, after battling injuries with the contusion and foul ball hitting him down below, came back had a great year because he's always been a good two-way player in right field. He can feel his position, stretch in center field like they did years ago. And you want to bat him third. You don't want to bat him lead up for second because he's an all-around guy. Then you get Jared Kalenic from the Mets, and you're just like, okay, cool. That's a great guy, and they wanted him to be their everyday center fielder based on his thing. But then they have their own prospect in Julio Rodriguez. They want to play center field. Then they got Traylor Chamel who had been on the Reds and the Padres. He's supposed to be a great outfielder, and they want him. And then Kyle Lewis had one rookie of the year the other year. And I didn't think that was a runaway season because, like Luis Robert, they both had good one-halves. They didn't have full season. And now, if you look at it, the Duke can't stay healthy. Louis Roberts is a superior defensive player, and at this point, he's a superior offensive player that what it looks like is if Kyle Lewis does up the year in the DL, Rodriguez and Kalenic and Trammell are going to take away any opportunity in the play center field and take away a bass from the play left field. It's so like, well, the outfield's set. Well, they decided to trade Justin Dunn and some other players to get Jesse Winker, who's been an all-star left fielder DH with the Reds. But guess what? I just mentioned, Haniger. Kalenic, Lewis, Rodriguez, Taylor Trammell, who they officially announced going to the minor league. So it looks like at this point, Lewis will be a fourth outfielder. It's just like, you didn't need Jesse Winker because you have a set outfielder, right? Well, he could be in the American League at DH. I'm like, well, he could have stayed in Cincinnati and DH, and he's never played first base, but they're going to try him at first base, which is stupid. Again, look at Seattle. Outfield's a mess. Now look at the infield. J.P. Crawford has been a great defensive shortstop, has been healthy, he has been a top-of-the-order hitter. Batting at the bottom is stupid. Adam Frazier... Was an all-star player with the Pirates. He then went to Tampa, uh, to San Diego where they had too many infielders. So San Diego's, nah, whatever, we don't need him. So I'm like, okay, Adam Frazier will play second base, which means I won't see Dylan Moore, the utility guy. And I won't see them trying Lopes and and uh, Haggerty and, uh, and, and 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 uh, Shed Long. All these guys who are second base when they train them in the outfield. Okay? And I was like, okay, cool. So Turrell will play third base. Ty France will play D.H., and Adam, and, uh, and uh, what's his name? Excuse me. Evan White will play first base because he's won a gold glove. So, yeah, first base settled. Turtle can actually play the natural board position third base and not second base because happy trails Kyle Sinker. He retired, so service is like, well, the Rangers, they don't really have a third baseman, and they actually reported they wanted to sign Kyle Seager out of retirement to play with his brother, which is interesting. So that's something that's cool that Chris Woodward looked into that with the Rangers and stuff like that. But, yeah, so you're like, okay, Turrell's at third base, Andrew Freighter's second base, Chasey Cropper settled at shortstop, and Ty France, who was really good offensive player with San Diego, but then playing him in second base in the outfield was stupid, that he gets the play... He gets to be the DH, and White can handle defensively at first base. But now you're telling me that with the trade of Jesse Winker, well, he's going to get some of bats at DH. Well, Ty France won't DH then. He'll play first base, which that pushes Evan White to the bench roll. But he had surgery after of last year, so he made Mismals this year. So that's a addition by that's just positive with them added a Winker to this crowded infield. But sad because he had potential winning Gold Glove and being such a young, a talented young player. Turro, he's gonna, you're like, well, he's gonna have to go out to second base. Nope, they got Adam Frazier there. So you're like, well, I'm guessing Ty France could still play first base or DH, and Turro can have the other spot, so they could be the first base and DH with White's injury, only if if Jesse Winker doesn't DH and he plays left field, but again, the outfield. Then they're like, well, not nah, not so fast. They just didn't get Jesse Winker the change. They got Heinous He for Reds, who had, last year the Reds said. We're going to play you a shortstop. This you haven't played since you were a rookie with the Tigers, and you've already become a great defensive third baseman, a great two-way player who can hit 30 to 40-plus home runs, driving 100, not a two, number two in the middle of the order hitter. And you're like, okay, well, he's a third baseman. He's the veteran. You're going to keep him there. And you Crawford set it there, and Adam Frazier's the veteran second base. So then you're like, great. Turo and Ty France are now going to be splitting at Bass at first base in DH, and they, whenever they give the likes of Frazier off or Suarez off, because Frazier's going to have to worry about playing the outfield of the team. It's set. But then you got Winker, who's going to take a bath to DH. So like the Yankees, they got too many guys they made these trades where you trade away one of your young pitchers and done to get two position players when you have a crowded outfield, crowded DH, and a crowded middle infield and corner infield, that it doesn't make any sense. And catching position, they still got Tom Murphy, the Rockies catcher, Luis Torrance, the former Padres catcher, where they're backups. That's all they're going to be. And Cal Rale- Raleigh is supposed to be this great you know prospect but he hasn't really shown that he can be the type of guy that you want and on minor league deals the only thing that they sign that they have is that billy hamilton and steven Souza on minor league deals and mike ford i think and i'm just like mike ford again first base in dh no room for him with the acquisition of winker and and white even if he wasn't hurt they still got him with toro and france Sam Haggerty, I mentioned, he will never get a chance to play on this team. Billy Hamilton is a great defensive outfielder, and he couldn't make it as a backup if Trammell's in, in the minor leagues and Lewis is injured. But And then Souza is a first-baseman DH corner outfield guy. No room for him there. And minor league deals on pitching. Wojciechowski, I don't know if you can say, well, Wojciechowski, Patrick Weigel, and Sal Romano, and Matthew Festa, and Ronas Elias, they're really going to help. Elias, if he's healthy... He's already been now officially a reliever the past couple of years. Festa's a reliever. Sal Romano's officially been a reliever the past two years. So has Wigel. Olszewowski's the only one that's been a starter. So again, like a lot of teams, you didn't need to make trades for Frazier, Winker, and Moustakas when you had a pretty good set infield. It's the rotation that's going to be a problem because after Gonzalez and Robbie Ray, Justice Sheffield, I don't really know, Seawald and... The other I don't I would never trust Seawald and Flexen. That's the problem. Now the Angel. Uh Joe Madden, you decided to go to California and you and you have the best player in baseball, Mike Trout, even though the past few years he hasn't been the most healthy, the most productive player. There was questions about him moving a corner spot when he's still the best player in baseball. Shoyo Atani has battled injuries as a position player and a hitter, but last year he goes and wins the MVP has a great year pitching-wise, and you're just like, okay, cool. They got two of the best players in baseball, okay? They spent all this money previously locking up Mike Trout and getting themselves Anthony Rendon, who is a walking injury, and being a walking injury, when you could have saved that money that you spent on Rendon, on pitchers or on catchers or on shortstops. No, no, no. You go and spend it all on one guy, and he can't stay healthy. My trout can't stay healthy. Otani in the past has been injured, and they had all this money test Justin Upton, who, because we're recording this podcast days before the season, he officially got designated for assignment, but still, you're paying him all this money, and you could... I know you missed out on Garrett Cole, but there were plenty of pitchers over the past few years that you could have signed like some C or B quality pitchers, instead of signing the A guy, some starting caliber shortstops or catchers because, you know, Kurt Suzuki and Max Stassi, backup catchers. Doesn't really say that much. And then you also got Taylor Ward, who's a catcher, and Matt Tice, who's a first baseman, who they, and for some reason, a four-man roster listed as a catcher. Like, that's not great. Now, they're deciding that this year, Taylor Ward, the former catcher, him and Joe Adell and Brandon Marsh are going to be splitting time in right field and left field. Joe Adele has battled injuries and inconsistency and demotion to not be the guy they thought he would be. So, like, they're banking on him being healthy and putting it all together and being the everyday right fielder or left fielder now that Upton's on left, he could play left field. A catcher first baseman, which they did last year. They had Jared Walsh in the outfield to start the year because they still have her pool. So they're just repeating their mistakes again. They don't really have a great fourth outfielder if Marsh is going to start games and the catcher is going to be in the outfield. And so they're banking on Jared Walsh having another productive, healthy season at first base, which I don't know. Last year was a really good season. I don't know if he's going to put up the exact same numbers he did last year. And David Fletcher, who they locked up to like a multi-year deal because they they really liked what they got out of him, that they're like, okay, cool. Well, last year... He played shortstop and second base and he played a and third base. He played all over the place. Simmons is gone, so like, well, maybe if he could play shortstop a position that he may be more comfortable with, as I mentioned, Jared Walsh hit 29 home runs and drove in 98. Maybe healthy Rendon, Fletcher a shortstop, Jared Walsh full season at first base, Joe Adele and Marsh prospects trying to figure it out. And them signing Matt Duffy, having Jack Mayfield, Jose Rojas, Luis Renjifo, Angel Velasquez, who like Renjifo and Mayfield and Rojas, so utility guys, and Tyler Wade and Matt Duffy, utility guys, some sort of combination second base because Duffy used to be a starter in this league. Wade, not so much. That That's what they're relying on is utility guys, second base, Fletcher back at his position, health of their major guys. That I'm just like, yeah, that lineup could potentially be very, very good, but it doesn't scare anybody. You know, minor league deals, Daniel Ponce de Leon. The Cardinals made him a swing guy. So he could potentially start for you, but he could potentially leave and there's no guarantee he's going to make the team. Cesar Valdez, that's an Orioles pitcher. Like, I don't, you know, that doesn't scare anybody. Brian Moran has been a swing guy also. That doesn't scare anybody as well. And the only minor league deal pitching I thought was going to be great was A.J. Rommel. The dude hasn't been healthy in years. Former Marlins Mets pitcher bounced around and then he had a place with the Angels. They re-signed him a minor league deal. Injures his shoulder. He's out for the rest of the season. Okay? The next guy is Kyle Bearclough. That's an okay minor league deal. But the bullpen's not going to be the thing that holds back the Angels. It's going to be the pitching staff. Because minor league-wise, they sign Austin Romine and Chad Wallach. Two backup catchers. When they already have, on their roster, three to four backup catchers. And Tice, if he's a catcher really. And and Ward. Okay, and in minor league deals, Kean Wong was just on the team last year. Dylan Thomas and Manny Sierra are failed prospects elsewhere that I could feel like Sierra with the with the cutting of Upton can maybe make the team. But it's going to be the pitching because we already know you can pencil in Otani if he's healthy as your ace. They spent this money on Noah on a like, uh, I liked him. He's one of my favorite pitchers. The Mets really wish they still had him. The Mets still wish they had like Mats and other guys but still, and Wheeler. But Syngard... Injury concerns. That's number one. Michael Lorenzen. Injured his rookie season, the Reds made him a full-time reliever. Then he became a swing guy, multi-innings guy. He played the outfield. He, like Ponce de Leon, if both these guys start games for them, they'll be the first time in a while being a full-time starter. And then they're going to do a six-man rotation because that helps out Otani. So you're relying on Patrick Sandoval, Jose Suarez, Jaime Barria, potentially Reed Detmers, and Daniel Ponce de Leon, or... Another guy they signed on Miley Deals I mentioned to you, Brian Moran. Like, okay, Brian Moran, Ponce de Leon, Barria, Suarez, Detmers, and Tanavald. That doesn't scare me. Otani, Senegal, Lorenzen, if healthy. Yeah, that's a good one through three, but that's it. Iglesias had a bounce-back season with the Angels. The Reds were silly to trade him. They re-signed him. They picked up Archie Bradley, who the Diamondbacks kept saying he's going to be a starter at some point, but let's just put him in the bullpen. And then he was a setup man. And then the clothes are not so great. He's bounced around. But Archie Bradley is your setup guy. Ryan Tapera, who I wish the White Sox signed because he didn't cost that much as another setup guy. Okay, so at least their bullpen top three guys are good. And potentially Bear Clough or Sudar Valdez, who's been in major league bullpens, could help them out. But still, the rotation is what's going to hold them back. They're really relying on. Fletcher rebounding, Adele figuring out or Marsh becoming a good player, Rendon, Trout staying healthy, as I mentioned, Walsh rep and Walsh replicating his season, really having utility guys play second base, have backups at catcher, relying on injured guys in the starting rotation, and the minor league deals are guys who have done it before, but nothing great. So that's why I'm, the Angels, in my opinion, are going to be not a last place team, but probably in fourth place for the Cerebral future. So, you signed that deal, Mike Trout. You signed that deal, Anthony Rendon. Otani, you chose to go here. You chose to go here, Joe Maddon. That's it. The last team is the Oakland A's, man. Oh, my God. They they went from being that scrappy team who wins about 80-something games, sometimes 90 games a year, and just barely make the playoffs with a wild card. And then, you know, one year, they, they came out of nowhere on the last day of the season and took the division away from the Rangers. That was a while ago. And that was because Bob Melvin when he was in, is what he did in Arizona. Really good manager. So he is gone, and I love Marcotte, but he signed up to be a manager of a team when for years he's been like a coach. First base, third base. Hitting coach, instructor, co-hitting coach, just somebody on the bench. He finally got the job. But the A's also lost some coaching staff guys because they went over to Belvin. So I really feel like Bob Melvin really got the most out of the talent because the A's never spend that much. Billy really being you all know, money ball and... Getting guys you never heard of, trading away your best players to get prospects and rebuilding your team. They had the big A-Zito. They had Zito with, the, with their big three rotation. Gio Gonzalez at one time. Other guys. Now they're like, you know what? Matt Chapman, go to Toronto. Matt Olson, go to Atlanta. Chris Bassett, go to the Mets. Shawn Manaya, just the, days ago went to San Diego. Starting Marte and Marcana, who they acquired Marte at the deadline. Goodbye. Marcus in the previous year. Relievers Romo, Diekman, and Chafin left. And in general, like Josh Harrison was on this team. There's just a lot of guys on this team that just said goodbye. Now, Frankie Montas, teams are definitely trying to trade for him because when he's healthy and not on a suspension list because he's been bust before, he'll be traded. Elvis Andrus is making so much money from when the Rangers originally signed him that they're not trading him. But Tony Kemp, is useful utility guy. Laureano, I know he's got a PED suspension on him. But with Pache on the roster who they got in the Matt Olsen trade, and Sky Bolt, and Seth Brown. They got enough guys who can play the outfield, and they still have Steven Piscotti, who can also be traded, but he sends them down years, that they can afford to trade Loreano Pinder, like Kemp, super utility guy. Lowry, they A's brought him back after having him last year. The dude is a walking injury, can't stay healthy, made a lot of money for the Mets for doing nothing. At this point, no defensive value at any position except for first base or DH. Steven Vogt. Came back to this team. He's been a good backup catcher and was one-time starter. His th- claim is that he's a good hitter, so he'll get probably some of the bats at DH because the A's had the likes of Chris Davis and Mitch Moreland recently at the DH spot Can so it's like, Lowry and Vote. get some bats at first base DH. And Eric Thames on a minor deal if they're going back overseas last year they announced he's re a Miley deal. But at some point this year, I know they'll call up Eric Thame because vote Lowry, or somebody will be traded and they'll need somebody in the middle of the lineup because this team doesn't have anything It really does not. Okay, that's the problem. And that's because if you have Jed Lowry and Stephen Vogt taking at-bats at first base in DH and Austin Allen's the backup catchers that will put Vogt to DH first base, Sean Murphy's a good player, he's a young guy. So that's their guy. They're going to continue to go with him. But they acquired this Kevin Smith guy. They got Sheldon Noose on the roster. So those guys, along with Tony Kemp, Chad Pinder, and Elvis Anders, they'll get some at-bats in the infield. Chad Pinder may still get at-bats in the outfield because they just love playing him everywhere. And the A's bullpen, you can't even tell who's in there. Now, on my deal, Justin Grimm, veteran reliever, he'll probably pitch for them at some point this year. Austin Pruitt, he'll probably pitch for them at some point. Ryan Castellani... And Kristen Benincourt, that guy's going to AAA as a catcher, and that's it. Like Those are the guys in the minor league deals. But at the rotation-wise, Frankie Montes, he's going to be gone. So you're looking at Cole Irvin, Dalton Jeffries, Brent Honeywell Jr. Ah, it doesn't really scare me, the top three. Lou Trevino has been a sixth or seventh inning guy. Dolis Guerrero has been around the block before. So has Sam Mullen. AJ Puck. I don't know how he's a relief pitcher because I thought they really wanted this guy to be in the rotation. And you're just like, eh, I don't know if he's going to do it. Because he started two games in his career. If I were them, that's who I would start. Because Paul Blackburn doesn't scare anybody. Cole Irvin, Dalton Jeffries, Brent Honeywell Jr. maybe scare people. James Kaplan starting the year in the DL. Adam Kolarak, he's been around the block as a pitcher, doesn't scare anybody. Adam Oller came from the Mets. So you look at this roster, Lou Trevino. Definitely could be traded. Puck should be starting. Montanez will probably be traded. Colerac and Kaplan, if they're healthy, they'll be traded. Blackburn, Dolis, Guerrero could be traded. But Brent Honeywell, and Dalton Jeffries, don't scare me. So to all the Oakland fans who are happy every year just making the playoffs, you're a long way from making the playoffs. You're going to be in last place for a very long time because everybody that's good on your team that hasn't been traded will be traded this year, if not next year. This division is the... Astros to lose because they got the best rotation, bullpen, and position players despite some holes. The Rangers made so many improvements to the Major League roster and on minor league deals to fit everywhere with what they already have. They, they're the second-best team. The Mariners pitching staff after the top three and their bullpen's okay. They made too many moves, and they got a gluttony of outfielders and infielders, and that's going to be a mess. And the Angels, having tried on Otani, Rendon and Jarrett Walsh, doesn't really help you. They're still going to be a fourth-place team because, again, Angels always spend money on positions they don't need, and then they don't have enough starting pitching. So thanks for listening to On The Radar. AL West preview of the 2022 season. Get your podcast anywhere on the radar. As again, Houston, Texan, Seattle, Anaheim, and Oakland. See you guys next time.